0: Cascade Hoops Talk, bringing the world NAI basketball one podcast at a time. you had a good happy new year an excellent christmas we're back to basketball now we're back in full swing i it uh, looked for a bit that the covid might get the best of the game but it appears that for the most part we'll be able to play might be guys missing here and there but it looks like we're going to get through it so today we're going to have uh coach uh, justin parnell oregon tech hustling owl basketball he's going to talk about the uh, the annual pink out that's coming up this weekend in Klamath falls Uh, That's done to honor a former president at Oregon Tech who died of breast cancer. It's a very important weekend at Oregon Tech. And by the way, they'll also be playing Lewis Clark State for the conference lead. That adds a little drama to the weekend, but we'll have him on a little bit later in the show. I want to talk about some of the games last night. I'm sure you followed them. The big one last night, uh, Indiana Wesleyan, uh, they went over to Winona Lake. And they, number nine, Indiana Wesleyan, they came in and they beat number seven, Grace, seventy-seven sixty-three. I tell you, the theme last night in this one was definitely defense. You know, high school coaches around the country should sit their young players down, watch this game. This is how def- uh, basketball defense should be played. You know, for that matter, a lot of NBA teams could watch this game and learn how defense should be played. Grace tonight was tough on the glass. Uh, but they handed that advantage right back to Indiana Wesleyan by committing 17 turnovers to only six Wildcat turnovers. For Indiana Wesleyan, two guys really step up last night. Dan Largy, he's just been so important for uh, Coach Tonigle this year. He steps up. He scores 21. And Spencer Piercefield, he seems to be getting better every week. He scores 23. And every one of his buckets, it seemingly comes at a time right when the Wildcats needed it for Grace last night in that loss. Frankie Davidson, you know, he's always tough for Grace. He had a double-double, 17 points, 13 rebounds. Another Grace double-double last night. Uh, remember this name, Jake Wadding, he's a freshman. You know, he he scored 13 points, 10 rebounds, but he had double duty. He was da- guarding Dan Largie most of the night. Jake, he plays like a, a, a senior. He's a freshman, plays like a senior. Keep your eye on him. One of the better freshmen in the country. Congratulations to Coach Tonigle in the number nine Wildcats. Big win in Winona Lake last night. So Indiana Wesleyan, they go to 14-3, 5-0 in conference. They're going to take on Bethel Saturday. And Grace, they're 15-2 now, 4-1 in conference, and they'll play Taylor on Saturday. Moving down the road just south a little bit, Union last night, they took on Tennessee Wesleyan. Union won this game 84-76. to 76. You know Tennessee Wesleyan they out rebounded Union, but they went zero for eleven from three. That was hard to make up. Union's Markel Turner he's really uh, he's he's been amazing for Union this season. He was tough yesterday, 32 points nine assists. Andre Silva he pounded the glass 18 rebounds. He also had six blocks. Uh, for Tennessee Wesleyan uh, they had balanced scoring five in double digits led by Jevon Wilson and Ray Tyler with 16 and Brendan Tyler, he had a double double for Tennessee Wesleyan with 14 points, 10 rebounds. So Union is nine and six, seven and two in conference. They're gonna to travel to Kentucky Christian on January 6th and Tennessee Wesleyan, they're 10 and three, also seven and two in conference and they're gonna host Milligan on January 6th. Taking a look at another big Crossroads game last night, number 25 St. Francis took on Huntington in Fort Wayne last night. Uh, This game really featured two of the top point guards in the country, Antoine Cushenberry for St. Francis and freshman Zach Goodline for Huntington. It's kind of like the old guard and new guard meeting up. Number 25 St. Francis, they jumped out to an 11-point halftime lead, and they beat Huntington 97-87. The Cougars... They just good old-fashioned toughness. Uh, They absolutely pounded the boards, 43-25 advantage. Uh, St. Francis kept the pressure on Huntington all night, getting to the line 29 times, outscoring the Foresters 24-15 at the line. For St. Francis, David Edge, a great night, 32 points, 12 rebounds for the double-double. Antoine Cushenberry, reigning National Player of the Week, He played all 40 minutes. He goes 10 for 10 from the line and he scores 29 points. On the Huntington side of the ball, not to be outdone, Huntington's Zach Goodline. He plays all 40 minutes as well. He goes 9 for 9 from the line. He scores 24 points. So, number 25, St. Francis, they're 13 and 4, 3 and 2 in conference. They'll travel to Spring Arbor Saturday. Huntington, they're also 13 and 4, 2 and 3 in conference. They have a big test in front of them as they travel to Marion on Saturday. A couple other scores of note last night. Mount Vernon-Nazarene, they just survived against Spring Arbor, 72-70. Marion, they hosted Goshen last night. They beat them pretty good, 83-64. Brian went over to Point yesterday and beat them 67-57. And Paul Quinn, they were hosting Southwest last night. They won that game 90-77 out on the west coast uh warner pacific uh they went into walla walla and they won that game 89 71. that's just a quick update on last night's nai action so today we have coach justin parnell oregon tech hustle now basketball they're going to host what's called the uh, pink out it's an annual event it's been going on for several years coach is going to talk about that he played in the the first uh, pink out Uh, but martha ann dowd she was president of oregon tech very popular president she died of uh, breast cancer the incoming president uh, said you know what we're going to do something to perpetually remember martha Ann Dowd on top of naming the Health and science center uh, but the annual pink out is very popular in clama falls it's for a great cause usually get good crowds uh, so it's a it's a big weekend in clama falls and that's coming up friday night and coach is going to talk about that also we're going to ask him about you know the hustling owls turn around see if they can keep this thing going they started uh, one and four this season, very uncharacteristic for the Hustling Owls. Uh, they've won nine out of the last ten, and right now they're 7-0 and in the Cascade Conference to lead the conference. Really sets up a big showdown with LC State Friday night. So let's get uh, Coach Parnell and hear what he has to say. Cascade Hoopstock, Billy D. here. Hey, got Justin Parnell, head basketball coach at Oregon Tech. Hey, Justin, how you doing this morning?
1: Doing really well. Thanks for having me on, Bill.
0: Justin, big weekend for Oregon Tech. It's the annual pink out. I want to talk about that a bit because that's a, that's a big event at Oregon Tech. But, you know, I want to go back. I think everybody knows Hustlin' Owls won nine out of the last ten. You sit atop the Cascade Conference now at 7-0. and oh, But just before Thanksgiving, you fell to Montana Tech and Ashland. A game you could have won, you found yourself 1-4, not to bring up bad memories. You know, what did that stretch – teach you that was uncharted territory for oregon tech basketball what'd you learn from it how did you react
1: we played some pretty good teams early on you know we had a loss to menlo first game of the year and um they're a really good team and they're battling injuries now but you know we lost to jessup twice we we had him on the on the ropes at their place and and let him off the hook and then they beat us here and then we lost to montana tech who's a really good team so all those teams are our good basketball teams. And at that point, we just, you know, we weren't doing a great job. I don't think the coaches did a great job getting the guys ready. And I think our team, you know, we were missing some guys obviously, but you know, we just needed to play better. Uh, simple as that. And, you know, after that one and four start or two and four start, we kind of went back to the drawing board and got back to our basics. There are some things we had stopped doing in practice and whether it be drills or, you know, some stuff that helps with our identity. And, we had just stopped doing those because we, we had thought maybe we'll try something else. And we went back to the drawing board and went back to what we've always done in practice and uh, got some guys healthy. That, that certainly helped. And,
0: you know, and then
1: we got on the roll
0: here. One thing I've noticed as just a guy from the stands is that you've been able to dramatically speed up the game on the offensive end.
1: Yeah, that's our, kind of our motto here is run the lanes. Yeah, we weren't doing a very good job of that. And part of that is our depth really wasn't where we wanted it to be to really run the lanes the, the way we want to, which is sprinting for 40 minutes and wearing people out. And um, I think as we got healthier, um, that became easier, but we also put a much bigger, much bigger emphasis on it every day. And uh, kind of just kind of just got back to what we believe in because what you're going to work on is what you're going to be good at. And, and we've kind of just gone back to the basics there of our transition offense. And, and you're right, it, it has really helped us. We, we learned how to play fast and slow. Um, where we can try to score early in transition or late in the shot clock. And the other thing I thought helped is our big guys, um, you know, Garrett Albright and uh, Joey Potts really started to play well and we started to play through them. And then, uh, you know, we kind of developed an identity on that offensive end. And, you know, and then I think we're really defending the ball well right now. Uh, We can still be better. But, you know, all those things just contributed to, you know, us getting on a roll. And the one game we've lost in this stretch is a game we should have won. And uh, we were up one with, Few seconds ago and lost to Antelope Valley, so you know really pleased with with the uh, turnaround
0: these guys made. You have in the Cascade Conference, you don't have anybody in the top 20 in scoring in the conference, but you have four in the top 10 for field goal percentage. You don't have anybody in the top 20 for minutes. You don't have anybody in the top 10 for rebounds, but you're out rebounding your opponents by 17 a game. You know, talk about what those statistics mean and what Oregon Tech basketball is.
1: The three things we always want to do is we want to play tough-ass defense, we want to rebound the heck out of the ball, and we want to play really fast. And to do those things, you got to have good depth. And uh, the thing we always talk about before the year is that as soon as we get over ourselves as players and pour into the team, and if that means, you know, I'm playing 20 minutes instead of 30, even though I might deserve 30, you know, I'm going to take what I can get. And I think you see that with our team right now is, you know, we got 10, 11 guys, sometimes 12 that can that can play in our rotation. And that means you're only going to get 20 to 22 a game. And uh, what that does is that means you're not going to win a lot of Conference Player of the Week awards because guys aren't playing enough minutes to score a lot of points. This team has done an exceptional job, probably better than any of the teams we've had it, just accepting that. Um, whether, you know, whether that be a um, um, like a Matt Van Tassel or Keegan Shivers, uh, rotation or Garrett Albright and Joey Potts, all, all four of those guys probably deserve 25 to 30 minutes a game, but they're getting about 20. You know, as you see with our lineup, sometimes it's Van Tassel going for 20. Sometimes it's Shivers going for 25 or Albright going for 20 or Potts, you know, and you can go down the list. And I just think our guys have done a really good job of getting over themselves and what they truly want. Because Sometimes what you want is not well, best for yourself. And uh, right. sometimes it can be dangerous for yourself. So this team's done a great job of that. Um, and that's why you see, like, you know, we're out-rebounding everybody by 17 a game, outscoring our opponents in league by 17 a game, you know, because we're, we're able to kind of keep, um, not slow down, and you see our bench outscoring our starters almost every night, so um, they've done a really good job of that, and the other piece of that is, you know, we've played some fortunate home games here in the league, and, and that's played a big part, too, in, in
0: our success. Yeah, you're just getting to that buzzsaw part of that schedule. You know, before we talk about that, you, you know, you're talking about the number one, you don't have anybody. One guy plays 25 minutes a game, but that's the most. You have 15 guys that play 10 minutes or more. So you you definitely use your depth. But you've got four fifth-year seniors whose leadership is, has really stepped up in these last 10 games, Steiger, Burge, Garrett Albright, and Kellen Gary. I mean, Scotty Burge, he's four-to-one assist ratio But also, that group, they're getting four offensive boards for you a game, giving you four more opportunities. You know, just talk about those 50 year seniors and their leadership.
1: Well, I'm glad they came back. That's for sure. Um, That really helped out our young guys. And it might have set them, our young guys, back a year in terms of the time that they're going to get. But, um, you know, they've been phenomenal, especially these guys are used to winning. In their career here, they were 100 and I think they were 107 and 36 coming into this season. And then, you know, you're one and four, two and four. And what I appreciate about them is they never wavered. Their leadership never changed. They were still positive. Uh, we really felt like we could get there. We just, you know, we, we, we just needed to play better. And as simple as that. And, you know, and since we've been on our run, they've been, they've been outstanding. And really when we started getting it going again is we had moved a couple guys to the bench and went with a different lineup. And we decided, hey, you know what? We're going to go with our seniors. We know we can trust them. And we did that against Southern Oregon at their place. And I uh, think at one point we were up 28-7 uh, to 7 in that game. And you could just tell the shift. And it was like, all right, these are the guys that are going to lead us. And um, these young guys, you know, you're going to fill in when, where, where you can. And, and then getting Kellen Garrett back was a huge, huge piece for us. To He just brings a different level of athleticism and toughness. And then you added Van Tassel, who I consider a senior, even though he's only a junior. He's been here long enough. Um, bringing him back as well in his first game, he had thirteen point seven boards. So, you know, just kind of getting that solid foundation and, and that depth and rotation behind us um has played a huge
0: part. Yeah, you know, you mentioned Kellen. He's very athletic, but he's he's got a completely different style. So when he comes, especially when he comes off the bench, he, I think he kind of throws the defense off a little bit because uh, you know he's one of those guys that just flies to the ball and he comes up the court at a different angle and. It's just a different approach he has.
1: Yeah, we don't coach him because, <laughs> you know, he's one of those guys who doesn't do anything right, but he does everything right, where he's so athletic and he's got the mindset to go with it where he's going to be the toughest guy on the floor and, you know, just very, very fearless. So he, he's been outstanding, and I guess I, I didn't realize when he was out how big of a difference that made.
0: When he comes on the court, both him and Steiger can just bring instant energy. So, yeah, missing him was a big deal.
1: Yeah, I mean, both those guys, are, are they're, they're very similar. And uh, yeah, they just, I mean, they're, we talk about how fast we want to play. Well, those are the guys that play the fastest. And, um, you know, they're roommates and they're good buddies. And, you know, I couldn't be more proud of those two.
0: They're going to get tested this weekend. You're entering the buzzsaw portion of the Cascade Conference schedule. You've got the annual pink out this weekend in Klama Falls. Can you talk about why that's such a big deal at Oregon Tech?
1: Yeah, I think this is the 11th annual. And, uh, yeah, it's a really special night here in Klamath. Our president, I believe back in 08, maybe 07, 08, uh, passed away um, due to breast cancer. And uh, the incoming president who took over who was outstanding here um, was Chris Maples. And he said, you know what, we're going to do a pink out every year. The players are going to wear pink uniforms. The fans are going to wear pink shirts uh, that we provide. And we're going to raise – awareness and we're going to raise money for 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 breast cancer research or, or really just cancer research and uh, every year it's been a packed house it's been great energy uh the kids and the players look forward to it and this year i know i know they do because you know we, we've went a year without fans and then now we're starting to get them back and to have a big game like in a great team like lc come in to just put on a great show for our for our loyal fans and to um you know, really raise awareness for a you know an issue, and that everybody should be supporting here, here whether being basketball or in the community.
0: You know, Justin, I know you got to play in a couple of pink outs. What was it like as a player?
1: Yeah, I played in the first one um, in 2009. That was a great night. We won the league. Um, it was Coach Miles' 900th win, and that was the first annual pink out. And I think we set the NAI record for most home wins in a row, like 60 something. So. That was a really fun night. It's just a different level of energy in the building. A lot of excitement. You know, you know, you're playing for something else. And I played in the first one, and then you can ask any player that's played one since. It's just a really special night, and I'm really glad that Oregon Tech has continued the tradition.
0: You've got the the pink out coming Friday night, but you got Lewis Clark State, LC State, coming to town. They're 13 and two, six and one in conference. They're 17th in the country. Boy, you're gonna have a challenge Friday night.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're they're an exceptional team, exceptionally coached. Their traditions there for them. What they've done in the last month has been unbelievable because they've had guys out with COVID, COVID protocols, injuries, just regular illness. I mean, they beat Warner Pacific by 20 on Monday night without five guys that play a ton of minutes for them. That is absolutely incredible, and they're doing it through defense and togetherness. And they're really, really good. You know their lone loss in conference is at CFI, which I don't know if anybody's going to win there this year. Um, nobody really does win at, at CFI. If you do, you're extremely fortunate. It's going to be a great matchup. Like I said, we've been fortunate. We've had CFI at home, Eastern at home, Corbin and Bushnell at home, and now we got LC at home. And you know, if we're seriously one of the teams that want to win this league, it's a game we got to win.
0: You know, I was looking at I was looking through their stats. They they have 17 assists a game. They share the ball. Uh, they're one of the Top defensive teams in the country keep you at 38 percent, and they shoot over 50 percent.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's not not many weaknesses to that team. They their bigs are really good. They can play on the block. They can also shoot the heck out of the ball. You know, they have other great pieces of, around them that that make them so good defensively. Khalil Stevenson, great all-around player. Um, Orion Courtney is phenomenal. Really underrated point guard. Very similar to our point guard. They can run the show. They can shoot the ball. Very aggressive. So. And they got a lot of guys, and then they can bring guys off the bench. And honestly, maybe with so many guys out in the last couple of weeks, probably helped them to develop their their bench. And, um, you know, their team is as good as anybody. We're going to have them here in Klamath, and we'll have a great crowd. And I know our guys will be ready to go.
0: Yeah, they've got the fans going to come out. They see this uh, transfer from Central Washington, Kevin Baker. He's He's been phenomenal so far this year. He's shooting 47% from three, 16 points a game. But you told me before the season started he was going to be pretty good
1: he's really good and he just does so many different things and um just a really talented player
0: and then uh, touch briefly you know that the weekend's not over after friday you have to play walla walla who gave college idaho everything they could handle over in caldwell
1: yeah college uh, walla walla has one of the best players in the league in keandre gaddy phenomenal phenomenal athlete plays really hard and uh, then the Browning kid is is a really good offensive player, and they're they're well coached. So yeah, that's no gimme, and they're gonna come after you. They're they're really well coached, and they do some different things defensively. So yeah, definitely fun weekend. You don't want you don't want easy games, and um, you know you want to be challenged this time of the year. And we're gonna get that this weekend.
0: Well, I really encourage anybody in the in Klamath County, anybody in the Klamath Basin, get over to Oregon Tech this weekend, especially Friday night for the Pink Out. It's a great event. Uh, support the owl. Support a great cause. Hopefully, hopefully you can get a good crowd.
1: Yeah, we always do for the pink owl, I and mean, we normally do for big conference games. We have great fans that are just starting to get used to coming back. Thanks for having me on, Bill, and um, it's going to be fun, fun rest of the way in the CCC.
0: Hey, Justin, thanks a lot. I really appreciate you taking the time. Hey, thank you. Hey, thank you very much, to Coach uh, Parnell. Really appreciate you being on the show with us today. Also, uh, want to remind everybody, get out and support your local NAI school. Uh, those fans mean an awful lot to those players. They work very, very hard, and they don't like playing in empty gyms. Also, I uh, want to remind all of the fans in Klamath County, get out to uh, Pink Out on Friday night. Please honor Martha and Dowd, and you're going to see some great basketball in the meantime, and it's all for a good cause to support cancer treatment. And one last thing before I go, remember, NAI basketball is the best entertainment value in America.